This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we'll be starting a series called The Plight of Our Ministers, John the Baptist. Our topic for today is, who is John the Baptist? John the Baptist was a man who baptised many people in his entire life. We know in the end he was killed by Herod. But today, we'll be seeing some crucial things about John the Baptist. He was the only son of Elizabeth and Zechariah, and he loved the Lord. He knew Jesus was the Son of God. Sisters, are you a pastor's wife? Maybe you are in no way related to your pastor, or your minister, or your vicar, whichever one it is. Sisters, ministers, pastors, vicars, reverends, they are normal people. There are people that maybe they're going through the same things that you are going through. Troubles, tribulations. Maybe you are a minister yourself. Know that every single minister or vicar, every single one, must follow God, like John the Baptist. Never shouldn't be Renazika's father on this matter. Heavenly Father, thank you for this series that we are starting today. I just pray, Lord, that you will speak, that our ears might hear you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I really want to welcome you to this series. And I am praying that the Lord will engage your heart, even as we go through this series together. At any point, you can go back to our website, www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. O-A-K of righteousness.co.uk to listen to any series you might have missed. Our WIR podcast has the link to our series and you can contact us if you go on our contact us page. And you can also chat us, WhatsApp us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. Today we are starting a very short series again which is tagged the plight of your ministers with emphasis from the life of John the Baptist. Oftentimes, we believe our ministers, our pastors, our vicars, our reverends, we believe they have it all sorted out. Many of us see the leader of our denominations, the leaders of our churches, as people who ought not to go through life trial also we expect them to be 100% to be this to be that forgetting that they are men of like passion they are men with challenges and difficulty and as we meditate together upon the life of John the Baptist in this series I am praying that the Lord will give you a burden even for your minister for your pastor, for your pastor's wife, for your vicar again. There is a high increase of depression amongst ministers. Many pastor's wives are also becoming depressed. Why? I am praying that the Lord will help us to see God's burden for these choice verses of ease. Your pastor, your pastor's wife, your vicar, your church coordinator, Anybody who is ministering the word of God to you, they are not without their own trials. Some of them are actually struggling over the lives of their children. Some of them are battling what you are battling with your children. 
some of them are battling what you are battling with your husband so i am praying that the lord will help us to carry a heart of praying for our pastors our vicars our reverence our leaders in the faith so the plight of your ministers with emphasis from the life of john the baptist so today let us look at who is john the baptist we are going to look at who john the baptist was so we are going quickly to isaiah chapter 40 and i will read verse 3 to 5 again i will be reading from the king james version if you are in a position to open your bible do open your bible if you can't just listen as i read along as i read isaiah 43 to 5 says the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain verse 5 and the glory of the lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the lord have spoken it so here is a scripture that spoke concerning even john the baptist we are looking at who was john the baptist or who is john the baptist even now as we consider him he was a man who was a mere voice a voice for the lord jesus it was a voice that cried even in the wilderness of his days he was a man that stood in the midst of decadence in his time and stood out for the lord he was a man that even in the midst of the high priest caiaphas annas yet this man stood the word of the lord went ahead and located john the baptist and having received he went through even the regions of Judea, you know, spreading the gospel. He was a man who was a voice for God. He was a man who cried that the highway of the Lord be made straight. So, John the Baptist was a man who proclaimed even the gospel of the kingdom. Also in Matthew chapter 3, we also have hints into the life of John the Baptist. In Matthew chapter 3, we read concerning him from verse 1. It says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So John was a man who preached even in the wilderness of his days. He was a man who preached the gospel. He preached even the kingdom of heaven maybe you may have called him an itinerary minister in our time he was a man who upheld the gospel of our god he was a man who went about preparing the way of the soon and coming lord jesus and he was a man who spoke to pharisees to sadducees he baptized many you know he confronted them with the word of god he said to them old generation of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come so he was a man who spoke the word of god with boldness he was a man who preached that men should bring forth fruits that meet repentance so he was a man that aligned the hearts of men back to god 
he was a man who preached the truth even in his own generation in that matthew chapter 3 verse 11 it says i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i am not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire so again what am i seeing here john the baptist was a man who spoke concerning the messiah to come he spoke that he is not mightier than the messiah that the messiah is actually mightier than him that even the shoes of the messiah he was not worthy to bear so he was a man who preached christ so to say he was a man who in john chapter one you know pointed his disciples to the lord jesus he was the man who introduced the lord jesus to his disciples he was a man who identified jesus as the lamb of god he was the man who said he must decrease while christ increased so we are seeing that john the baptist was a man that loved the lord he was a man that bore even the burden of the lord in his own time he was a man that served the lord faithfully he was the only son of elizabeth and zachariah he was a man that god sent forth to prepare the way for the lord jesus and he was a man who lived to fulfill that he was a man of simplicity in dressing and even in eating he was a man who confronted his generation with the truth of god's word he was a man that brought revival in his own time for many trooped down to him in the wilderness and they heard him and they were asking what shall we do what shall we do and he was a man who boldly and confidently point out to men what they ought to do the amendment they ought to do they ought to make john the baptist was a man who prayed the gospel who loved the lord god he was a man whom the old testament spoke of and he came in the light of that scripture in isaiah 40 verse 3 to 5 and if he feel the same he lived up to god's expectation up to god's plan for his life and for his time and i believe we have many 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 john the baptist in our time maybe your minister your pastor your vicar is like a john the baptist in his time maybe he's a man who loved the lord who preaches the word without any reservation who points out sin who promotes the banner of the gospel who preaches the truth who points you back to the finished work of christ on mount calvary when last did you pray for your minister when last did you pray for him when last did you commit him and his family his children his wife unto god's hands i want you to know that men who are upholding the truth they are facing serious battles underground that you may not know and i am praying that as we do this three day series the love we put in your heart the love to pray for your pastor for his children for his family amen
This is the Revival Podcast. Today, we are finishing a series called The Plights of Ministers, John the Baptist. Our topic for today is His Latter End. We all know the story of John the Baptist and how he baptised people. Yet, his latter end was not the same as his first. When Herod captured John the Baptist and put him into prison, John the Baptist doubted. The man who had said that Jesus is the Son of God, he doubted. He sent some of his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you really the Son of God? Or do we have to look for another? Sisters, pray for your ministers. Do not despise them. Do not be one of those women who gossip about their ministers and their shortcomings. Sisters, pray for your ministers. Pray for your minister's children, your minister's wife. Even maybe you are a pastor's wife. Then pray for yourself and your family and even other pastors and their wives. Depression will be now take us further on this matter. Father, we thank you once again, even as you brought us to the end of this series. Thank you for men and women who are faithfully upholding the gospel. Thank you for pastors. Thank you for evangelists. Thank you for vicars. Thank you for bishops, for reverends. Thank you, Lord, for itinerary ministers who move from places to places carrying the gospel thank you lord for podcasters bloggers thank you for women ministry leaders thank you lord for pastors wives thank you for these ones that you've given to your body and thank you for helping us to see that as men and women underneath them we have a role a responsibility to pray for them particularly as women lord help us to bear your burden for your ministers. Amen. I want to say a big thank you for joining us throughout this short series. The plights of your ministers with emphasis from the life of John the Baptist. I am praying that this little that we have touched in this series will burden your heart to pen down even your pastor's name, his children, his family and pray for them constantly. I am praying that rather than be women that gossip about our pastors, about their shortcomings. We will be women who are bearing up their shortcomings with a compassionate heart in the place of prayer. Last time we saw the ministry of John the Baptist and the effect. How he preached the gospel of the kingdom. How he told people what they ought to do. How God bypassed even the great men and women of his days. I went to John in the wilderness and handed to John his word. And John, having received the word, he went from places to places sharing the truth that he received. So today now, as we finish this series, I want us now to look at the later life of John the Baptist. A man who loved God. A man whom God spoke concerning in Isaiah 40. A man who was to come in the spirit of Elijah. A man who dwelt in the wilderness till the day of his showing forth. A man who ate honey and locust. A man who dressed simple. 
a man who opened his lips, his mouth, and preached the word, a man who doesn't care what people will say or not, a man who upheld the truths of God's word, a man whom in John chapter 1 confirmed that Christ was the Lamb of God, a man who said he must decrease while Christ increased, a man who said the reason for his baptism ministry was to identify Jesus. Let us see the end of his life. Let us see the later life of this great man of God. So today we are going to look at Matthew chapter 14 verses 1 to 12 and then Luke 7 18 to 23. May I encourage you to grab your Bible and let us read together if you're in the position to read. Matthew 14 verses 1 to 12. I'm reading from the King James Version. We want to look at the latter end of John the Baptist's life. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist, he is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do shew forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herod Dias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod, whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry, nevertheless, for the oath's sake. And then we sat with him at meat. He commanded it to be given her. And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel. And she brought it to her mother. Now, verse 12. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. So we are looking at the latter end of John the Baptist. A man who loved the Lord, a man who stood for the truth, a man who received the word of God and went throughout the region of Jordan sharing the same. So we are saying that here it was that man who stood for the truth, whether you are a king or you are just an ordinary person in the community. So he looked at Herod and told him, what you are doing is not right. You ought not to take the wife of your brother Philip. So this created a kind of a rancor in the heart of Herod against even John the Baptist. So at this stage of his life, John the Baptist was imprisoned. And because the king did not really want to cause any uproar, he did not kill John the Baptist until the day of his birthday when the daughter of Herodiah danced and pleased him. And then we asked, what do you want me to give you? And obviously we saw how the mother of this child. Now, I want to pretend as if she did not exist in this scripture. How Herodias prepared the heart of her daughter to ask for the head of John the Baptist. And how John the Baptist was beheaded. And that was the end of John the Baptist. Now, 
I just read this just to give you a picture of how John the Baptist finally ended. And may I say, how many of our pastors, how many of our pastor's wife are heading towards depression, heading towards anxiety? How many of our pastor's wives, how many of our church pastors are heading into sexual immorality? How many of our pastors are dying gradually within? How many of our ministers have missed their place in God? Many of them like this, they are in the hands of the Herodias of our time. They are in the hands of the Herods of our time. Some of them are sick. Some of them have been in prison of sin. Of, they have been in the prison of sickness, of disability for years now. How many faithful church members, how many dear believers are lifting up the servants of God, whether they are falling short or whether they are standing well now. How many of us are faithfully bearing them up in the place of prayer? You don't know that because they bear up the truth, they are susceptible to the attack of the enemy. So I want us to actually go to where I want us to focus our thoughts on today as we run this series. Luke chapter 7 verses 18 to 23 and it reads and the disciples of john showed him all of these things and john calling unto him two of his disciples sent them to jesus saying are thou he that should come or look we for another when the men were come unto him they said john the baptist have sent us unto thee saying are thou he that should come or look we for another are you saying this was the man who himself bore record concerning Jesus in John chapter 1. He himself said that, look, the reason why I'm water baptizing, the reason why I'm into baptism ministry is to identify Jesus. In John chapter 1 verse 33 says, And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And 34, and I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. So this was John the Baptist that bore record that Jesus was the Son of God. But here now, at the latter end of his life, as this man was battling doubt in his heart, we are seeing that he's now questioning even the reality of Christ. He was questioning the truth of the existence of Jesus. Oh, how many ministers are in doubt of the God they once believed. So now, Luke 7 from verse 20, And when the men were come unto him, they said, John Baptist have sent us unto the saying, Are thou he that should come, or look with for another? And in that same hour, he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, 
the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. Verse 23, and blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. So we are seeing now the latter end of John the Baptist. At this junction, John was in prison. And we saw how he sent his disciples to the Lord Jesus. He called two of his disciples and sent them to Jesus to confirm, to ask if Jesus was truly the one that should come. Or should they look for another? And I am seeing what life affliction can cause sometimes. It can bring confusion as we are seeing in the life of John the Baptist. Many of you may not know that some of your ministers, they are in doubt, they are in conflict. Their soul is in conflict over their children, over their wives, even over the congregation. So John at this time seems to be confused with life. He was the one who himself, remember, I read John chapter 1, how he himself said he was water baptizing because God told him of Jesus, whom he, John, will identify as he baptized Jesus. And he himself confirmed that he saw that he bore record concerning Jesus. And at this junction in his life, we are seeing him questioning the same man that he himself bore record concerning him. I see a season of doubt and a season of questioning upon John. John was questioning what he believed before. He queried what he believed before. He queried what he already knew. His heart seemed to be confused. His faith in what God told him and confirmed to him was shaken. Therefore, he sent his two disciples to ask, are you indeed the Messiah or another? Could it be that John was overwhelmed by the situation of his imprisonment? Or could it be that John's expectation of Jesus Christ while he was in prison was not made? Maybe he was expecting Jesus to just come and get him out of the prison. Whatsoever it was, it is obvious that John at this junction of his life was doubting the testimony of God that he received when he began his ministry. And I tell you, this could be the state of your vicar of your reverend, of your pastor, of your bishop. They are men that are susceptible to life difficulty, to life challenges, to life trouble. The fact that they are upholding the truth does not mean the enemy will not attack them. Maybe you have heard of children of some ministers who have gone wayward despite the labor of their parents over them. How do you respond? What do you say? Do you judge them? Even I, I am guilty of this. But again, I am seeing God saying, every disappointment that you are seeing in your pastor is an opportunity for you to bear them up in your prayers. Jesus did miracles and said, go back and tell John all you've seen, all you've experienced. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. John the Baptist, though a great preacher, 
a great man of God, but at this season of his life, he was probably in depression. He was probably struggling with his faith, with his belief in the Messiah. And he voiced out. He sent his disciples to go and confirm again. And like I have said before, your minister, your pastor's wife, your bishop, your vicar, that leader of your church, of your denomination, has life challenges too. He has expectation too. He has expectation over his own life, over his children, over his wife, and over the flock of God in his hand. Will you pray for your pastor? Will you dedicate even if it's few seconds to pray for your pastor, for his children, for his wife? Befriend them. Ask them, how can I serve you better? How may I serve you better as a parishioner in this parish? How may I serve you better as a worshipper in this local assembly? Ask, how may I pray for you? Ask them, identify with their need, identify with their struggles, identify with their children. Maybe you see their children misbehaving. Could it be God's means of calling you into a ministry of prayer for your minister's child, for your minister's wife? I am praying that the Lord will open your heart to see the plight of your minister. To see the plight of ministers across the world, across our nations, across our churches, and begin to bear the burden of God in the place of prayer for our ministers. May God give us a compassionate heart for every minister of the gospel and bear them up in our prayers. They are open to the attack of the enemy. They are susceptible to the lies of the evil one. But as God finds you as a faithful honor, bearing them up in the place of prayer, who knows, maybe the effectual fervent prayers of yours will preserve them. And I am praying that from henceforth, you will not complain about your pastor, you will rather bear them up in the place of prayer. Amen. podcast today we're continuing the series called the plight of our ministers john the baptist our topic for today is his ministry and its effect last time we saw that john the baptist was a man who knew who the son of god was he was a man who walked with god he baptized people in the river jordan and many other rivers today we will be singing how john was a minister in his own way John was a minister who preached to all the people who came to be baptized. He preached the word of God. He preached redemption. Did this have any effect? Yeah. Many people came and trusted Jesus in the end because of John the Baptist's ministry. Sisters, you may be a minister yourself, or you may know a minister or a vicar, or maybe it's even a reverend or a priest. 
which have a woman. Sisters, pray for your ministers. Pray for the pastor in your church. Maybe you know multiple pastors. Pray for all of them. Pray that they will walk with God. That their ministry will indeed have an effect, not only in the people who go to their churches' lives, but also those around them. Deborah Shinobi, now take us further on this matter. Thank you, Father God, once again, even as we go ahead with this series. Just please put a burden in our hearts for our pastors, for our pastor's wives, for our pastor's children, for our vicars, leaders of our various churches and denominations. Help us to see that they are men who are in need. They are men who have their own personal need also. And help us to bear them up in our hearts in the place of prayer. Help us that our role to these precious ones in your hands will not be to criticize them, to tear them down, but Lord, to bear them up even in the place of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to welcome you again to this very short series, The Plights of Your Ministers with Emphasis from the Life of John the Baptist. Yesterday, we looked at who John the Baptist was. We saw that it was a man that God has spoken concerning him, even from the Old Testament. And he came in the light of that scripture. He came in the spirit of Elijah and fulfilled the plan and the purpose of God for his life. We saw that he was a man who upheld the gospel of the kingdom. He was a man of boldness. He was a man who preached the truth without any reservation. Actually, in Matthew chapter 14, we read of how he confronted even Herod, having taken his brother's wife, Herodias, to be wife. So you can see that he was a man who had the boldness to confront kings and the subjects and whoever. So he was a man who fulfilled the plan and the purpose of God for his life. So today, I want us to go and look at the ministry and the effect of John the Baptist's ministry. Luke chapter 3, let's go to Luke chapter 3. And we probably read from verse 1 to verse 14. Yes, and it says, Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of Iteria, and of the region of Tranquilites and Lysanias, the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priest, the word of God came unto John the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. Let me pause here for a moment. We are looking at the ministry of John the Baptist and the effect of the same. So we saw the great people who lived in the days of John the Baptist. There was Pontius Pilate who was the governor, you know. There was uh, Annas and Caiaphas and these great people. So in the midst of this, we are told that the word of God came unto John who was in the wilderness. And then when the word of God came to John, verse 3 says, And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So 
when he received the word from God, he took it down to the region of Jordan. He went about the various countries in Jordan, preaching even the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. That was what he knew. That was what he preached. In accordance to what was written concerning him in Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 4 of this Luke 3 says, As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet. So John the Baptist came in accordance to what was written for him to do. He came in accordance with the script that God had written out for his life. So he started acting out his own part. And now in that Luke chapter 3 verse 7, the Bible says, Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say to you, that God is able of these tools to raise up children unto Abraham. So as the people came unto John, as he preached the gospel, as he was preaching the word of God, as he was giving back to them what the Lord has given to him, as he was baptizing, many came and he gave them the word of God. He challenged them. He spoke into their hearts. Oh, you generation of vipers. You know, he looked at sin and called sin what sin was. And, you know, as he did that now, in verse 10. So the ministry of John the Baptist was to preach the undiluted word of God. The sound doctrine that the people in his days needed. He did not reserve any part of God's word. He gave it out liberally. He gave it out to everyone that came to him. He wasn't crowd-driven. Rather, he was concerned about the state of those in his time. And as John the Baptist exercised his ministry, as he baptized and he told the people their state, let's see the response of the people, the effect of his ministry. And the people asked him, I'm reading verse 10 now of Luke chapter 3. And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? Are you saying? So as John the Baptist preached, the people responded with a repentant heart. What do we do? How do we make things right? And verse 11, he answered and said unto them, Either have two coats, let, let him impart to him that have none. And either hath me, let him do likewise. So he told them what to do. You who have two coats, give to those who doesn't have. You that have more food, give to those who don't have. Don't be selfish. Give out. So he told them what to do. As the publican came, he told them what to do. Say you don't take more than what you are supposed to take from people. As the soldiers came, he told everybody what was expected of them. So we are seeing that in the ministry of John the Baptist, he preached the truth and people responded. The effect of preaching the truth, of saying to them, all oh, you brood of vipers, was that people responded with a heart to change. And also in Matthew chapter 3, this same John baptized the Lord Jesus, whom was the ultimate reason for his ministry. 
He baptized Jesus. This was the man whom he had been waiting for to identify throughout his baptismal ministry. So he was a man who lived with a sole purpose of carrying out whatsoever was God's will for his life. He preached the truth. He lived out the truth. He taught people as they came. He did not reserve the truth to himself. And I believe there are still pastors, vicars, reverend, you know, church leaders, preachers of the gospel like John the Baptist who tells you the truth whether you want it or you don't want it who look at you and explain the scriptures to you for your own good there are many of you maybe they may not explain it perfectly well but to a measure they are still upholding the truth of God when last did you pray for such people we are hearing of the moral failure of many ministers of the gospel. When last did you bear them up in the place of prayer? This series is not to talk about ministers. This series is not to talk about their downfall or their shortcomings. But this series is to challenge your heart to take up the challenge of praying for that pastor, for that pastor's wife, for that minister, for that leader of your church, for his children, for everyone that you know that preaches the truth. Maybe you have heard of men, of women who were upholding the truth before, but now they seem to have gone the other way. When last did you pray for them? When last did you commit them into the hands of God? I am praying that the Lord will stir in your heart the need to add your pastors, to add those in your church leadership team, even to your prayer journal, even to your prayer life, to bear them up in your heart of prayer daily. They are in need of your prayers. Amen. <music>